What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your homeboy, Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God, reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody, anywhere who is listening. And, uh, yeah, man. It's a very special episode. I know. Well, I, I have to introduce us first. So this is a very special episode. I mean, all the episodes are special, but this one's special, special. Because I have, like, the youngest guest I'm probably going to ever have on this show with me. He's been... Well, I didn't know. So there's that. You weren't even, you weren't even looking at the TV. How was I supposed to know you were still enjoying Sesame Street? You're telling me that you're going to choose Sesame Street over Power Rangers? That's what we're doing? Uncivilized. I have two special guests with me. One is my homegirl. Her name is Courtney. But for the sake of the show, because we have to have a captain name upon this ship. Would it be Loka? Would it be? Hey. I'm going to move this this way so that you're heard. By the way, this is Memories. Gustav and G. Mills. Oh, wow. Hopefully I didn't say that wrong. Gustav and G. Mills. This is memories. Y'all know how we do. We play a lot of lo-fi, a lot of chills. Um, just in case you're new to the show, Elsewhere Radio was created um, with the idea that nobody likes really being alone, especially if they're in a moment, in a mood. But sometimes you don't want somebody in the room. Um you just kind of need something mindlessly happening to just block out the thoughts. And that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? Uh, so if you want to light up with me, light up. I'm here for that. Um, I got my coffee. And it's great. Um, yeah, man. This is Never Forget B-Side here on Elsewhere Radio. I think this is episode 10. I have to go back and check the archives, but I'm pretty sure this is episode 10. Might be episode 9. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I'll label it correct either way it goes. Our second guest is a young man of extraordinary caliber. His name is Eleven. I know you can hear him. He's being squishy right now. He's, he's eating his breakfast. The dude's pretty awesome, too. I got a smile on first contact. Put me in any room, I'm good. A lot of y'all might be thinking, well, this is poor a way to record a podcast. What other way would you record a podcast? It's natural, it's organic. He's a whole human being just like I am. Why wouldn't his voice be added to the background? Do you not like the sound of babies? Is that what it is? Who doesn't like the sound of babies? Yeah, I don't like cooing and, and laughing and crying, but I'm perfectly fine with adults who complain and nag and itch my way consistently. Yeah, no, I think I'll take the, the cooing and the, the crying. On air, sir? Wow. If you guys heard that trumpet in the background, that was him showing you his, his E-note. I don't think anything came from it, so it might have been any flat. How y'all been? I missed y'all since the last episode. 
I need I need good news. Remember, find me online at T O N Y. I said the at first at T O N Y underscore S T Y X X. You don't have an account yet, so I'm not shouting yours out, and you won't until you're 18. So there's that. That'll be my question for you guys. Do you like kids? I'm not asking if you want them. I'm asking if you like them. I think a lot of people focus too much on the question of whether or not somebody wants them. We never really ask people, do you even like kids? And that doesn't mean you hate children, because I feel like you have to be born innately evil to hate a child. Like, you have to be born evil. Um, I think... I think a lot of people like the idea of children, like, if they saw one from a distance, like, oh, but to deal with one up close, it's like, eh, let's... It's a right chill. It's back up. It's calm down. I had to learn that about myself. Like, I used to think, man, I'm ready for kids in all stages of life. Nah. <laughs> nah. There's certain stages that I would just rather hit the fast forward button and get through. Like, I can deal with babies. I don't mind babies. I'm pretty, I'm like a baby whisperer. Don't give me that look. I'm good with you. Are you <gasps> laughing at me? You little jerk. <laughs> um, I think I'm decent with toddlers. Um... Like seven to ten, depends on the kid. Depends on the kid. Um, we talk in middle school, six, seven, eight. I'm in there. Then we get to high school. I need you to. I need you to find space. Go that way. I need you to have friends. I need you out of the house. Cause if you leave, you take your opinions and your attitude with you. Everybody's happy. Here, fifty bucks. Go find something to do. <laughs> Because I kind of felt like that was me with my mom. I think that's why she didn't really trip about me being out of house as much. Because it's like, I'm a walking imprint of your husband and you. You get the best of both worlds. Double whammy. Pew, pew. So it's kind of like easier to deal with me from a distance. Are you good? Yeah. Are you breathing? Well, I said I was good. So we can check that off our list. I was that smart mouth. And so is she. So I think my mom enjoyed kids at all stages, though. I think she's one of those rare people that just loved children. But what about you? Is there a cutoff age? Like, yeah, give me all them babies until about 10 years old. Once they hit that halfway mark, go and come get them. Could you raise one? That's scary. You're responsible for somebody's character. Or at least trying to get them there. And if they don't become a decent human being, then society looks at you as a failure and you really tried. Or if they don't become a decent human being, society looks at you as a failure because you really didn't try. Probably had no business doing it in the first place. Children, man. It's a sticky subject. But it's an awesome it's an awesome subject at the same time. Nothing's going to hurt you by swum. Swum's one of my favorites. Sometimes I get a lot of trap stuff from swum, but every once in a while, swum surprises me. This is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. And aboard my ship is Captain Logan. And uh, the youngest captain in disguise right now, and he go by 11. What's happening, man? What's happening? You good, Femo? Yeah, you're good. Could you imagine being that young again and just being wowed by everything? If you could hit the reset button, would you? I would. If I could hit the reset button and have no prior knowledge, I would. I think if I could take one thing, though, 
I would take the idea of trusting me more than anybody else with me. I would trust my gut way more. I felt if I had to trust my gut as much as I preach to other people to do so, I'd probably be much further than where I am. And that's not even in a sense of success, it's in a sense of happiness. I stopped trusting my gut after a while because I felt like, oh, these people have been here longer than me, so they must know better than me. That's not always the case. That's not always the case. Because sometimes people are stuck in a long situation because they haven't learned. Like the person who's been stuck on the side of the road for two hours with a flat tire. You mean to tell me in an hour you couldn't figure out how to, you couldn't figure this out? Now, if you tried it and you couldn't get the lug nut off, right? Or you didn't have a spare, right? Or you didn't have the proper tools, that's one thing. But if you got everything you need to get this tire off and you still haven't done it, I don't know that I, I need to be taking advice from you. Like at all. <laughs> you didn't even try walking in the right direction to find help. You just stood there for two hours complaining. Word? There are people like that. Because they don't trust themselves. Me, I would, I would have trusted myself way more. What about you? Say you could go back and you could take one thing. You're going to be a baby, clean slate on everything, but you can take one bit of advice, one bit of memory with you. It can't be an invention or anything like that, so you can get rich quick. No, it has to be a lesson that you learn. If you could take one, what would that be? What would yours be? Um, that's a hard one, only because there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I would probably take the idea that I'm my best option mm. in everything. Mm. Putting me first is always going to lead to the best self that I can be. Not selfishly, but just in a way it's like before putting others in front of myself, I will put me first. And then they will be second option. Put yourself first. You are priority. Selfishness is not selfishness is not selflessness. It's self-preservation. Yeah. Because if I'm the center pillar of this existence, if I falter, everything else does. Take care of you for what? That's a word. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we stretch ourselves too thin. And if we just took our gave ourselves more before we lent out before we lent out ourselves to others we be okay this is pastel plains by phantom power and barnes boulevard this is elsewhere radio with your homeboy tony sticks aka captain jean-luc on god reporting live from the nowhere somewhere and elsewhere to everybody everywhere who's listening and we do lo-fi shit here we drink coffee we smoke trees and we chat with babies who are like four different types of awesome Hello, little squish. My man, Lord Jellington the Third, of his first royal majesty of the moon god. Don't give me that look like I'm corny, you jerk. I like this tiger that you have on your jumpsuit. It's pocket tiger. Yep. Hey, I'm not sure that horizontal stripes are your thing. I was thinking maybe polka dots, some geometric shapes. You know, Say, I got um, the dinosaurs, what? I got the polka dots. 
what? what was one thing that you were excited about the most as a kid? And when I say one thing, I guess an example is like you have thieves, right? So there's clowns, there's space, there's trains, there's cars, there's animals, there's dinosaurs. What was like the one themed thing that you were like just excited about? Every time you saw something that had it on it, it was like, oh my God. I don't think I there was a theme thing for me because I was all over the place as a kid. Nature in general, like animals okay, and okay. nature, was my shit. So the zoo, it's like a field trip to the zoo, was like everything. What? There used to be a nature park we used to go to called Deep River. What? And you would go into this classroom, and they had like aquariums with turtles, and like we went out on a nature walk through the like the woods and stuff, and they yeah. would show us like. Um, different trees like we found they uh they called it the root beer tree because the bark smelt like root beer what yeah so they would like take us through and show us different types of leaves and how to differentiate the different types of trees based on the leaves that shit excited me i think for me space Ever since I was little, I could always remember that mostly everything that I was tied to had to deal with space. I loved dinosaurs. I loved them so much. I learned practically all of them, you know, for the mm-hmm. time. I liked cars, too. Um, I never liked them enough to, like, be like, you know, the muscle head. Like, yeah, bro, that's a, that's a G5. It's got this. <laughs> no, it drives. And it got me to Chicago on a, on a tank of gas. Right. It's great. <laughs> that's my review. That's um, <laughs> Um, I, I liked sports, but not enough to know stats. I just knew who my favorites were. Like, I told the nigga, like, you know, Green Bay is my favorite team. You know, who's your favorite quarterback? It's Brett Favre. Yeah, why? Because that Hail Mary was God on the second Genesis. Nigga, why else? <laughs> I'd bomb niggas. What from the 50? What's happening? Swish. But I could always remember if you put something with space on, I'd shut up and be quiet. And I talk a lot. And I, I wish one of y'all would leave a comment. <laughs> I'm on your head from a distance. Nah, but... I would all, I don't know why, but space, if it was an astronaut, a ship, uh, um, a creature, if it was a movie, if it was a cartoon, or it had to be something alienated, like, uh, or, or alien, like something sci-fi. I watched a lot of those cartoons, so like we were talking last night, uh-huh. I didn't really grow up on a lot of Nickelodeon because right. it was, you know, it was real life, but exaggerated for television, right. but I grew up on shit like Animaniacs. I was attached to the Power Rangers. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were my jam. Inspector Gadget was my was my first love. Captain Planet was the shit to Captain me. Captain Planet was one of my childhood come up. Like which ring own. did you want? Do you have to think about it because you can't just say one. You can't. Even it's hard. When you remember how powerful they all became towards the end, you realize that the one that had heart, he damn near had the best ring out of all of them. But heart is is the most important though. And it's a lot of responsibility. They downplayed him so yes. bad. But when you really thought about it, hey, did you ever notice how he looked a lot like Mowgli? Mm-hmm. And that him being from India and him having the heart power so that he could be, what? Yeah. A the cartoons were lit back then. That was then. a word. <laughs> Wasn't it? I think if I had to pick one of the actual elements, though, mm-hmm. I got to be Kwame. I got to go to Earth. Really? I don't want to be destructive. So I don't want to burn anything. Because that's permanent. Water's fine, but. What's the but? I feel like there's a disadvantage. How? 75% of the planet is water. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. 
But. But what? When I freeze your shit cold, where does it go? But water can. Um, she has mastery over water. It's liquid form. She has no mastery over that. There were several times where her shit got turned to ice and she looked lost. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. But water is it's everlasting. This is true. I'm not, you know what's funny? I feel like there should have been a season, a spinoff, where they really learned how dangerous these rings could get. Why isn't it that that ring, the fire ring, can create such a pressure, a heated pressure between him and that wind ring, and that moisture coming in from that water ring? You guys just created your own hurricane. Yeah. What? And he's clearing out the land so that it doesn't but have you, landfall. But did you ever think that? Oh, they could be destructive without homeboy. Us, they gave us something that didn't lead to destruction. Like people had control over it, which was dope. But uh, no, it was because I think that's almost like a, a flaw in the way like we think because we expect that they have this great power and they're gonna lose control of we would, we, the power. There's they a humanity have. in that. It is. But, I, like, I like watching characters learn from it instead of just being, I'm innately good out of the gate. No, you're not. No, no. one is. <laughs> like, what? it's not like they didn't learn and make mistakes, but it's also like, because I know that this is beyond me, I need to also understand that, one, I have to be cognitive of the way I use this power. Levitating by intervention. No, by invention. That's just the name. I'm sorry, I had an extra eye. This is levitating. This is from the Chill Hip Hop Summer, no, Spring album. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful album. All of the um, seasonal Chill Hip Hops are, are pretty dope. They stay pretty current um, and they theme well. Remember, this is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. And I got Captain Loca Amore on the building. She's aboard the ship. And she brought 11 with her. My homie is like drifted away. Yeah, I ain't really hurt him unless you can hear him sleeping. Okay, he's six. His hands on both sides of his body. Captain of his ship. Make it so. Be <laughs> elevated. Like a king. Comfortable. I think that the show that solidified space for me the most was one that me and my mom shared. Um, Star Trek. Like, I grew up watching Star Wars. I knew about Luke Skywalker, and I knew about, you know, the Force. But I knew way more about being a Trekkie mm. than being a Star Wars nerd ever. Like, I knew, I knew, I could speak Klingon at one point. I loved Star Trek, the idea that a group of people were told, so I need you to say your goodbyes, and I need you to mean it. Because you're not coming back. Like, the chances of us ever crossing paths ever again are just null and void. Like, the moment you leave our atmosphere, we have to assume that you're you're dead. We have to let go of you. Because where you're going is literally where no, none of us, to our knowledge, have ever been. And you're going beyond that, too. And when you get there, I need you to, I need you to be the best version of us. You can't, you can't be, be you from here, out there. I need you to be a better version of you. You, this is a, this is literally a clean slate because you're going to encounter something and it's probably going to be far more intelligent than us and you need to be able to hold your own or it's going to be pr- more primitive than us and you have a responsibility to raise it. it it would be irresponsible of you to find a primitive culture and to not give them some head start something gave us one there was a lot of culture and a lot of understanding about being a human being 
and that's all you are. Like, you're not black, white, Indian, or anything like that on this ship. No, out here, that shit, that's trippy as fuck. We don't even mention that out here. We're earthlings, and all of you are fuck-ups. So we're the only ones that have our backs. Being a Trekkie was a cool thing to me. Star Trek solidified that for me, just leaving this place. I keep telling my students, you guys are so narrow-minded sometimes. You can literally stand on two feet on solid ground and look up. And you're literally looking into the shit that we watch on TV. You live in a storm. You're existing in space. That is the moon. And you can see it whenever you want. That is the sun. This destructive force that just so happened to give us the ability to live. It's not a myth. You look at it every damn day. We're just giving you our interpretations of it on this planet. And somebody else has done the same somewhere else. But this is ours. We can actually travel to that if we wanted to. It's like going to, to, to Mississippi. It's a distance, but it's attainable. That exists. And that show was pretty fucking real. There was very little sci-fi about that show other than the places that they went and the creatures that they encountered and the weapons, which we now know are very feasible, that they used. But what about that wasn't already real today? The communications. We can talk to each other hands-free. That's true. I can put you on screen and communicate with you. That's true as well. I can plot a coordinate and something take me there without me ever having to move my hand. I need a crew of people for a vessel that big. That's an airplane with a stewardess. Everybody just has more of a specific job. Yeah, you're a stewardess, but you're also my med. Yeah, you're a stewardess, but you're also engineering. Yeah, you're a stewardess, but you're also law. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. What? It's a cruise ship. It's just in space, but space itself is the water. Yeah. And you have they they have the ability to move through that space in a faster manner than we would. And you're literally exploring. You're not out there to cause war. You're not out there to cause chaos. You're not really out there to fuck with anything. I just need you to learn. Because if you ever do come back, whatever's left of us here needs to know the truth. Right. What's out there? Yes, he is. Guys, this episode is 22 minutes in. You know how we end it. I always end with a mental health note. So I just recently went through a pretty big decision, and I'll leave it at that. And what I learned from that decision in is, is that you only feel guilty when you put yourself first, not because it's wrong, because you're uncomfortable. You've not conditioned yourself to do this before. It's weird to you. You feel wrong because you've known right as putting other people's feelings before your own. And so now that you're putting yours in front first, that's a weird thing, right? It's like imagine if you put your right shoe on before your left shoe for your entire life. And then one day your left shoe was just so happened to be the closest. And you're putting that bad boy on and you feel like, no, something's wrong. I, I'm missing something. I forgot something. It's like, no. You didn't forget anything. You're just doing it a little different this time. And that's okay. You're not negating that right shoe. You still have to put that on. You have to own that. You need that. But it doesn't always have to come first. It's okay to break routine. Sometimes we feel like because we've done something for a long time, that makes it okay. You know, crackheads have done crack for a long time. That doesn't make it okay. White people owned black people for hundreds of years. That didn't make it okay either.
I've always thought that I was putting myself first. It was a lie. I always thought that I was doing the right thing by the other person, um, by hiding who I truly was. If anything, I did them a disservice because I didn't really give them an opportunity to make a solid choice, to really know me and all my flaws and all. And then they can make a choice. Yeah, I can deal with this. No, I can't. No, I gave them what I knew they liked. And I would hide what was the really real. But when that person got tired of being suffocated and started to scream out, had I been just done that in the first place, had I just put me first, I got to like me before anybody else really can or before I'm even comfortable with somebody else doing that. Sometimes that's the uncomfortability too. We're afraid that that other that the other person is going to like the real you more than the you that you're trying to put on for them. And you feel slighted because you put in work on that persona. You put in work on that persona. And they like the real you, the fucked up you, more than they like this facade that you made. And you feel some kind of way. That's a reality. Clarity is the greatest gift that you can give another person, even if you're not with them. Clarity is the greatest gift that we can give anybody. Assumption starves where clarity sits to eat. Be you. Because that literally is enough for somebody. Like 7.5 billion people. And imagine if all of these people were literally just versions of you. You don't think that you're enough for another version of you out there? You don't think there's a part of you that, that is literally looking for you? You don't believe that. You're you're smarter than that. You're not playing that game. And you know what? It might not happen this pass around. It might happen the next jump. Whatever that looks like. But it'll happen. You just got to be okay with it not happening right away. Sometimes it's better to be hunted than it is to be captured. I mean, I'm going to really think about that. If somebody has access to you all the time, how special do you feel? Now, eventually, you'll probably find one person to where you don't mind them having access to you 24-7, sweet baby Jesus and everything unholy. I need to make something like that. I'm going to make something like that. I just got an idea. Oh, uh, Loka just showed me some really dope art. I like art. I do art. Alistair King on Instagram. A-L-I-S-S-T-O-R. Santa Maria y Josie. Buns. I'm actually going to redo it. I have a better idea. I got challenged by Ray Parker. Shout out to Ray. They are dope. And I got to get my Inktober on. Kind of. To summarize my point, I need you to love on you a lot harder than you love on somebody else. Don't be out here giving 100% to somebody else and giving 20% to yourself. That's unrealistic. What do you have to pour if nothing? Why should somebody get your last? That should never be a thing. You should always make sure that you have enough for you in the tank. 
Because one day that person might decide to just go. And then what will you do? Focus on you. Love you. Appreciate you. Be your best friend first. Know that at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you are good with you. And when you can have that kind of confidence of self, you can definitely be there for somebody else. Because you have sure footing, so now you can lift that person up. But if you don't have sure footing of self, man, you are useless to another person. Now focus on you. Love you. I do. I love you. And that's real shit. And you might not believe me. Guess what? You don't have to. Don't negate the fact. I think you're fucking awesome. For when it's warmer by Sleepy Fish. To any producer that I've forgotten to mention the name, I apologize. Sometimes I get to going on these episodes and um, I get lost in it. But I try. I really do. I'm going to make a playlist out of all the awesomeness that was played here today. This is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy, Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. I want to thank Captain Loca Amor for boarding the Nowhere and rocking out with us. I want to thank Little Eleven for boarding the Nowhere and rocking out with us. The Nowhere. The Nowhere. The SS Nowhere 7891-A. That's that's my ship. It's actually a 2013 Dodge Avenger. That's my dream car. I hope you get your dream car. Your dream job. Your dream spouse. Your dream vacation. Your dream whatever. I hope you I hope you wake up and make your dream a reality. You shouldn't only see it when you sleep. It should be something that you experience every day. I hope great things for you. Do you realize that? Do you know how powerful of a being you are? Your very existence challenges the reality that we created. Think about that. And you don't think you're powerful? Fuck out of here. What? Especially if you melanated. You ain't nothing but powerful. You ain't got no choice. Now, whether or not you want to evoke them rights, that's up to you. But you're powerful than a thousand. That's on God's love. And sometimes it takes somebody else telling us that to us remember that. Sometimes it takes somebody else loving on us and rooting for us, for us to feel that and remember that. Let people love on you. Let people root for you. You are worthy of somebody else's praise. You're not just meant to be a cheerleader. But people can't appreciate your works if you don't show up and clock in. And living is hard. It's a job. So show up. I'm going to clock in with you. We're going to bitch and complain in the break room together. We're going to nag and whine about it on the floor together. And we're going to do it over brews and wings and trees or laughter or whatever the fuck, man. We're going to thug this thing out together. Jaleo by Deeb. We're going to end this episode here on that. I love you and I look forward to talking with you soon. And if you don't make it, it was my honor. And if I don't make it, I look forward to seeing you in the next place. I'll remember you. I know I will. I'll remember you. Hug my neck when you see me. This is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. Reporting live from the nowhere. Somewhere and elsewhere to anybody who is listening.